السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد If there's any way to express what's happening in Gaza right now and as we all know the airstrikes have continued the killing has already started this morning they'd already killed more than 60 people in Gaza including innocent children all of them are innocent actually everyone who's being killed and we're seeing on the screens are innocent civilian people If there's any way to express what's happening in Gaza, and people express in different ways, one of the expressions is we can say that the fragrance of Jannah is emanating from Gaza. The fragrance of Jannah is emanating from Gaza. There is no land in the entire world where such fragrance of Jannah is emanating from. And why? Because of the sabr, because of the hope, because of the optimism. because of the bravery because of the high level of sacrifice because of the martyrdom every moment over the last more than a month we are having a shaheed somebody who is giving their life for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala men women children young old from all types of backgrounds for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have we ever seen any place in your life have you seen that for the sake of any place for the sake of any people for the sake of any land for the sake of any cause have you seen the muslims all over the globe from the north to the south from the east to the west come together in unison and make dua have you ever seen anything like this before where everybody comes together the whole world is praying for this one cause every muslim is crying to allah every muslim is in pain you will have never seen the muslims united for such a people the fragrance of jannah is emanating from the land of gaza from the land of palestine and this is because this is because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has selected he has chosen for a certain number of people in this ummah to be amongst the shuhada wa yattakhidha minkum shuhada you can't just become a sh- allah chooses Allah selects and it's heartbreaking to see the scenes but once it has happened once it has transpired where people have been killed houses people's hospitals have been bombed a genocide has taken place and we look back to see what happened last week to see what happened this morning our iman compels us to believe in the qadar of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that air strike which struck was always going to strike it was never going to miss them those who lost their lives were always going to lose yes we try in our capacity before the events take place and for tomorrow for the next minute for the next second for the next year we try everything within our capacity to prevent such a humanitarian crisis to prevent a genocide to prevent all types of occupation and oppression but once something has happened our iman our quran our sunnah guides you and me to believe and trust in the qadar of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this was from the qadar of allah and we believe that there is hikmah there is wisdom and we trust upon the timing of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are a chosen selection 
to be in the company of the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wa salam. وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ Every single shaheed that you are seeing is now in the company of the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wa salam in Jannah. Jabir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhu, the son of Abdullah bin Haram, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to him one day. And he says, oh Jabir, what's wrong? I see you're crying, you're sitting in a corner, you look very upset and down. And he says, ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I lost my father in the battle of Uhud. My father became a shaheed. My father became a shaheed. He's left behind so many girls, so many daughters. I have to look after the girls. I have to look after the debt. And more importantly, my father became a shaheed. This is why I'm upset. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, that shall I not give you good news in regards to what's happened with your father? Do you know what's happened with your father after he left this world? And Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu asked that, yes, tell me what happened. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to every person. But this is always done behind a veil. Except when it came to your father. When your father was resurrected in the court of Allah, Allah spoke to him face to face. Allah spoke to you and this is for every single shaheed. Not just Jabir ibn Abdullah's father. Every single shaheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to them face to face. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to them and they, he says to them, make a wish. And your father Allah spoke to him. And said to him, make a wish. You know what he said? The father of Jabir who became a shaheed, who was killed in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, he made a wish. And he said, that oh Allah, I wish that I can go back to the world and I can be killed again for your sake. This is the wish that Jabir's father, radiallahu anhu, made. And you know when you go somewhere, when you go somewhere and it's really nice. It's amazing. It's fascinating. You come back and you want to go there again. Somebody asks you, oh, would you come here again? Would you come here again? Yes, of course. In a minute. In a flash. You tell me, I'll pack my bags, I'm ready to go. And when you get somewhere and the destination is absolutely amazing, the first thing you want to do, you pull your phone out and you want to tell your parents. You want to tell your friends. You want to tell your, your mates. You want to let them know that I've reached safely and everything's just perfect. It's better than I expected. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the father of Jabir, O Jabir's father, O Abdullah, I have already decreed, once somebody leaves the world, they will never return. So Abdullah bin Haram said, O Allah, in that case, please send my regards to the people in the dunya. Just let them know, pass my message on, that everything is perfect over here. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses of the Qur'an. وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ فَرِحِينَ فَرِحِينَ بِمَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ وَيَسْتَبَشِرُونَ بِالَّذِينَ لَمْ يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ أَلَّا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَهُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Allah sustains them. Farihin, they are rejoicing because Allah has blessed them. Allah has honored them. 
And they are now waiting for the rest of the people to come to them, to give them this message that Allah This is the shaheed. Now why is a shaheed called a shaheed? A shaheed is called a shaheed because the shaheed is alive. And the ulama, they say that over the last 1400 years, we have evidence to prove that the body of a shaheed does not become decomposed. The body of a shaheed after a hundred years, and there's not one, there's hundreds and thousands of examples in our history that you can dig up the body of a shaheed after a hundred years and it will remain intact. So the ulama say a shaheed is a shaheed because when the ruh of the shaheed comes out of his body, the ruh witnesses, yashhadu ar-ruh al-jism, the ruh witnesses the body intact. It's still intact. It's not dead. This is why a shaheed is a shaheed. Another reason why the ulama say a shaheed is a shaheed. Yashhadun lahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the malaika, they give shahada. They give testimony for the shaheed in regards to having jannah. And another reason is shahida in the khuruji, the, 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 the ruh witnesses the blessings of Allah and the promise of Allah when the ruh is coming out of the body. A ruh is a shaheed, meaning a witness, sees, experiences the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who is a shaheed? Once a man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if somebody tries to steal my wealth, if somebody tries to steal my wealth, what should I do? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, don't give it up, don't give it. Somebody comes to steal your wealth, steal your land, steal your property. What should I do? He said, don't give it. The Prophet, he said, oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa what if he fights me? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, fight him back. Don't just stand there and give it. Some people are saying, oh, they should, just give it all away. Give it all away. If they're asking for it, just give it to them. Run away to some other country. The Prophet said, regarding wealth, not a whole land, not a sacred, he's talking about general wealth. He said, Ya Rasulullah, if somebody comes to take my wealth, he said, don't give it to them. If he fights me, he said, fight them. He said, what if he kills me? The Prophet said, shaheed. You will become a martyr. Just protecting your own wealth, let alone protecting the land of Baytul Maqdis. The land of Isra'i wal Mi'raj. The land of the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. Fa'anta shaheed. And he says, what if I end up killing him? He says, if you end up killing him, he will go to Jahannam. So this is the land of Isra'i wal Mi'raj. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in many ahadith, he says that the pain experienced by a shaheed is like when you get an insect bite. You know when you get an insect bite and it pricks you? This is the pain experienced by the shaheed. And in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, anybody who experiences any wound in the path of becoming a shaheed on the day of judgment, the blood, it will be the color of blood, but it will be the fragrance of musk. So right now we can say as an expression that the fragrance of Gaza the fragrance of Jannah is emanating from Gaza. I end by mentioning the Prophet ﷺ mentioned many virtues of the people 
who are killed in the name of Allah. Innocent people, they haven't done anything whatsoever. Many ahadith, one of them says, a shaheed will be able to intercede for 70 members of their family on the day of judgments. 70 members. For honey anli ahli Gaza. Hani anli ahli Palestine. Glad tidings to them. Maybe all of them will go to Jannah because how many people have become shaheed? They will make shafa'a for everybody. Every single person because there are so many people who have given up their lives for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The bottom line is this. We can see, we want to make excuses for them. But how can you make an excuse? They are known as the fourth largest army in the world. And now I will say first, why? Because they have the support of all of the other countries. America at the top of the list. Britain, number two. And also the Muslim countries as well. And the Muslim armies. They have. They have. They have the support. So this is the largest army in the world against a group of innocent occupied people. This is not a war. This is oppression. This is occupation. This is repression. This is genocide. This is killing. When we see such incidents like this unfold in front of us, remember one thing. For a Muslim, death is not defeat. For a Muslim, death is not defeat. If Islam died by anybody's dying, then it would have died when the Prophet ﷺ passed away. And because Islam, death isn't defeat for a Muslim, this is why Allah allowed many prophets to be killed. If death was the end, Allah would not have allowed many prophets to be, many prophets were killed. And the Prophet you and I, we eat, we sleep, we shop, we relax, we chill out, we go on holidays. We, we've never ever had death threats. We've never experienced living life under a bullet on your head. The Prophet and then here I am trying to compare the people of Gaza to us. The Prophet we haven't even lived one day in this manner. Have you ever experienced being this close to death? They're living like this day in, day out. The Prophet and the Sahaba, the whole life was like this. From the beginning of Nubuwa till the end. Constantly, constantly in this concern that somebody could come and kill us. Uh, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, this was at the time of hijrah migration. There were times when he was in a place and the Yahud came, they were going to throw a massive rock onto his head to crush him. It's what Jibreel came and informed him and he moved from there. And these were instances constantly. And many sahaba, they witnessed many sahaba losing their lives. In the early days in Makkah, they weren't in a war or a battle. They were just practicing. They were just saying, la ilaha illallah. But how many of them, if death was the end, Allah would have never allowed this to happen. So yes, it's very painful to see. But for a Muslim, the death is not defeat. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring, do you know what? The people of Gaza are alive. The shuhada are alive. Allah is alive. Islam is alive. Iman is alive. Quran is alive. The sunnah is alive. The sharia of Allah is alive. I ask, are you alive or are you dead? They are doing what they have to do. It is now my and your time staying within the framework of the Sharia, staying within the framework of the law. How can we support the cause of Islam, of Islam by doing the right thing? Yes, we're speaking about boycotting, carry on. We're speaking about marching, carry on. We're speaking about petitions, carry on. But at the same time, 
Let us at least think if they can give up their lives, we can give up committing this disobedience of Allah. If not now, when? If not now, when? If we don't want to do it for our own sake, do it for your innocent brothers and sisters. How can we continue living a life of sin? One is first of all, we're living in luxury. Alhamdulillah. Allah keep us all happy. Allah keep us safe. We have not given any sacrifice close to them. But the least we can do is reflect and ponder whilst my brothers and sisters are being bombarded. How can I continue disobeying Allah? One is living a life of luxury, right? That's on one side. We should think about that as well, of just cutting down slightly. But at the same time, okay, Allah's blessed us. We're living in the UK. We're quite used to a certain type of lifestyle. I understand. But carrying on in the disobedience of Allah, like we were before these incidents happened, this is a moment of reflection. If you can't do anything for the sake of Gaza, just do one thing and decide today in this masjid with me, let's give up and let's boycott committing sins for the sake of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Everyone make an intention inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.